The swirl of smoke from candles burning, while Mary looked up yearning. I got confirmed and I confessed. I really felt that I was blessed. Hello and welcome to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM, right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're recording this on Sunday morning, November 7th, 2021. I'm Larry Rhodes, or Doubter 5, and as usual, we have our co-host, Wombat, on the line with us. Hello, Wombat. Shoot from the hip. We always do. And our guests today are George Brown, the two and a half. Uh, How are you? Originally from Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm fine. And we have Dread Pirate all the way from Canada. Hello, Dread. Ahoy there. And nice. the John Richards from England. Uh, what part of England are you in? London, I think. Is that right? Well, that, that's my house other... there. That's uh, Arundel Castle, which is in <laughs> West, West Sussex, which is on the south coast. Mm, okay, cool. Welcome. The Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, excuse me, my ice maker went off there. Conversely, we also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you think you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, then well, you're just wrong. In Knoxville, we have a group of over a thousand of us. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we'll tell you more about the ASK, or Atheist Society of Knoxville, after the mid-show break. Wombat, what's our topic today? Why am I wearing underwear if this is a finely tuned universe? And all the other problems with Good that argument. question. Yeah. Good question, but before we get into it, I'm going to throw it up to Rowan Dreadpire Higgs for our weekly invocation. All right. Our noodly Lord, who art in a colander, al dante be thy noodles. Thy blood be rum, thy sauce be yum, with meat as it is with vegetables. Give us this day our garlic bread, and forgive us our cussing, as we forgive those who cuss against us. And lead us not into ketoism, but deliver us some carbs, for thine are the noodles and the sauces and the grog, whatever and ever. Oh, man. Oh, man. Gary, I love the passion. I love the passion on that one. That was so good. I like that. That was probably the best rendition yet. Guys, I have right. some bad news. Oh, go ahead, John. Go on. I have a confession. Yeah. I didn't close my eyes in the invocation. It's okay. There's enough. There's enough. Either did I. <laughs> yeah. Oftentimes the pastor doesn't. So there you go. There's, there's right. an indication. Got some bad news, everybody. There's no better sign that fall or summer is over than when Larry has stopped wearing his fancy shirts. So he just has the uh, I'm in the muted colors of gray, gray, gray yeah. and, and slightly off gray panel shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your summer. It's over. And I can tell it's yeah. really, really cold out. Uh, guys, speaking of which, so cold, but I hope you guys are having fun. Let's do a quick catch up, see how everybody's been. John, what have you been up to now that it's no longer summer anymore? Well, it's barely noticeable here, to be honest. <laughs> the leaves haven't fallen yet. The weather's still mild. It's not gone below 10 degrees, which in your land would be 40, no, 50. 
and uh, and so I'm still going about in my shirt. Mind you, it helps to have an electrically heated seat in your car. Yes, I remember when I got that for the first time. It was one of the best things. They even have electrically heated steering wheels, which I think is like the next level of just cool. No, I haven't gone that far. I got motorcycles that have heated handlebars. I think that's kind of awesome too. Larry, no, your what queen you came. Your queen came here to the United States, and we had to provide her with electrically heated toilet seats. Do you remember really? that? I find that hard yes. to believe. <laughs> it's true. Surely, <laughs> surely, just mink clad would have done. <laughs> Those I never got. It seems like find electrically heated toilet seats. Anytime I need to use a toilet seat, I need to immediately sit on a toilet seat and not wait for it to heat up. But if I'm ever sitting on one, it's a solid problem <laughs> yeah. in a couple of minutes. Do you know? Do you know? You've shattered, you've shattered an illusion now because I didn't think the queen pooed. That's right. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not regal, is it? Sure. Nope. Sure. No. Sure. Larry, how you been? How's your fall? Um, fine. Out? Brought the motorcycle in, and uh, it's nice. put up for the winter. Brought the uh, plants, <laughs> plants in from the deck, so you know it's it's definitely getting there. It's nice not to be sweltering hot outside, although we did have a, a month or so there of really nice weather. But it's right. cool for sure. Yeah, we get yeah, like time change good... last night. Sure did, sure did. We're gonna get into that, trust me. Mm-hmm. But like, we got two good months of weather each year in Tennessee, and that's when you get the transitions from the really hot to the really cold, and it's beautiful out every day. But then, you know, now we're in winter's come, and we're getting ready for the snow. Let's go, right? Gary, who knows better than snow than you? Uh, how, how, what are you, what's your anticipations coming up for winter over there? I mean, you're no longer having that heat wave, right? Are you, is there going to be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we're looking forward to the cold snap coming up here in about a month. Um, Galena Mountain is to the south of me. It's actually in, in America um, oh, cool. because we're saddled right up against the border. Uh, and Galena has, has had its first permanent snow on the top, which is yes. a sign that winter has arrived. So okay. That's a now, good thing. I want to show this to the court. But you did say Lena Mountains in America, as in not in Canada. Is that accurate? That is correct, yes. How many times have I been corrected by a can- Canadian when I said, it's in America, and then they say, we're America too. <laughs> we are America too. I'm like, but it's, I, you guys know what I meant. It's like, no, no, no. You meant you when you said America. We're also America. It's like, fine, yeah, there you fine, go. fine, Dread. fine. Dread. Uh, my, my farm, I have a farm, me and my dad, we have a tree farm. And it is actually right up against uh, the the border. So we're as close to the border as you can get in America. Mm. Fred? Yes. How's the plans for the border wall coming along? (laughs) (laughs) It's already up. Yeah, it's just you can't see it. You just can't see it. The new technology. It's too late. It's the new technology. It's like, where that Um, that laser beam come from? I, I do want to mention that I'm I'm on a, a weight loss thing here. I lost in the last month. I lost uh, 19 pounds. Congrats. Wow! Yeah, good, good job. for you. Job. I'm going to do that again, and then I should be where I want to be. <laughs> 19 okay, pounds. The, you want yeah, to not to pry into your life, but like, isn't that like 10 percent of your body weight right now? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how are you doing? Well, it? actually, it's pretty close. It's pretty close yeah. to 10 percent. Yeah. Diet, and exercise, or just diet. <laughs> 
Yes, nineteen pounds. Yeah, yeah. What, okay. Actually, so John I, Richards, I, I use. Don't get me started watches, on so. the metric system because we'll have this argument if you really want to have it. But pounds are the unit for weight. If 19. you want to talk about mass, if you want to talk about mass, we can talk about mass. But there's a reason why America has a space program and England doesn't. Okay, right. we right? do now actually. Nineteen pounds. pounds. Nineteen yeah, you pounds, Dred. You want to get the hole in your pocket sewn up? <laughs> yeah, there you go yeah lost 19 pounds i get it yeah all right all right all right all right all right that could have gone a lot of different ways but i'm glad it went down george brown what's up how you been well um i got my covid shot my third one on friday and i've been pretty miserable from that yes john what's I, up this is this is uh poppy poppy day because it's next week <laughs> the parade oh, okay. will go, the parade will go past this house now I have an actual question. Is that an actual flower? Did your daughter draw that for you? Is that a sticker that your daughter drew? No, you can you can buy these in the street. It's, it's one of the ones uh, with the pin, you know. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all new information for me, guys. I have been waking up at Good one hour you. early for the last two weeks, preparing my body for what I think is one of the dumbest holidays in American culture. Period. That I wish we, including Canada just for, yes. for, for argument of Canadians out there. But I think a lot of the other parts of the world do this too. I wish we would stop. I wish we would get rid of it. But yep. it's daylight savings time where effectively in fall, we move forward one, or we fall behind one hour or fall forward. Yep. We fall forward. One fall, hour, back. So fall, back. fall back. Fall back. Fall back. We fall back. Whatever it is, I lose an hour of sleep. Is that accurate? No, you gain. All on the same no, you page? gain an hour. You gain an oh, hour. Oh well, then I, my whole circadian rhythm is totally messed up. <laughs> That's my thing. No, this is why I hate about it. This is what I hate about it. This is what I hate. So you say I get an extra hour of sleep, but basically you're saying I also don't have anything I can do in the sunlight after I'm done with work because right. now when I get out of work, it's pitch it's black dark, dark, and I can't go to the park. I can't go for walking. Yep. I can't play disc golf. I have to figure out. I either have to wake up extra early so I can get off an extra hour later or earlier so that I can have time with the sun or deal with it until february comes up dread what's up there are actually uh, in bc here anyway there are communities that have opted out of it yeah and yeah so like golden uh, they choose not to abide by it so um yeah it's a good thing to push for i mean it's an artifact of our agrarian culture right so to walk me through it why do we have that? get rid what's of it the well it's it? because of the you know the harvest time and all that kind of yeah. stuff is but, but why just, in hell do we do this, really? Why do we do it? I mean, yeah, I thought what, it was. What because, is the reason? Like, that, you know, I thought agrarian was like summer vacation, but also like, hey, if you only have candles in your home, here's like a good way to not have to spend so much money on candles. We'll just all wake up a little earlier in time with the sunrise. And now we have more wax for stuff. If we all agree mm -hmm. to this, we'll all save money on candles. We're all in agreement. Yep. Great. But now we got LEDs. It. Now I got, now I got, you know, incandescent lamps. Now we got solar panels. Now we have so many different ways of properly lighting indoors and buildings, but we haven't even updated this policy. It's kind of bizarre. George, what's up? I saw you raise your hand. Well, first of all, I want to say that for, for now, a dread pirate is now correct when he says standard time, because we are in standard time. But yeah. um, I had to learn this when I, back when I was doing radio work, <clears throat> I had to announce the time change. And so it has been engraved in my brain now for, for eternity. Spring ahead, fall back. Yeah. But it can just as easily be spring back, fall forward. No, so, it, like, it, it's it, one it, of those terrible mnemonic devices that, like, doesn't, could easily well, be. But that's, it's worked that's what I had to, 
that's what I had to announce. And so it has stayed in my mind. But the whole thing is so stupid, you know? Like the rest of you, I spent an hour this morning setting my clocks. As a matter of fact, I still have some Oh, I can't even bother doing that. I'm doing one at a time. Larry, what's up? I was just going to say I did a quick look up on YDST, and it said the the nominal reason for daylight savings time was to save energy. It was first changed and instituted during World War One, and then instituted uh, again during World War Two as part of the war effort. That makes sense. Yeah, whole yeah, world going to war. Let's fuel. save some money. That's, I'm just reading mm-hmm. that, so I, I stand corrected. In fact, John, what's up? During World World War Two, we had summertime all the year round, and when it came to summer, we had double summertime. Really? Oh. Why was that? Two hours, two hours ahead of Greenwich. Oh, so what was the re- what was the reason for that, John? Daylight saving. Yeah, so that uh, we didn't need to consume fuel to light our way in the dark. Well, we if wouldn't I... have to do that if the universe was actually fine tuned for us. So no. So let me <laughs> let me tell you how I can. Nice thank segue. You, thank you, Gary. Thank you, Larry. I was trying. I was trying to get there. But like, here's my thing. That's if I live in a world way. where I have to do daylight savings time, let's just pretend that's the universe we're in. I'm not even going to come up with the World War II one excuse, but thank you very much for bringing it up, Larry. I mm-hmm. should be able to set my clock internally to whatever the external clock is. Why do I have to wake up groggy or extra tired every single day? Why do we have to live in a world that if it's finally tuned for me, has our daylights completely off balances where no one can have like a consistent you know, after school curriculum or after work curriculum, or depending on how old you are, just things that you can do when you're not working or, or whatever you're having fun with the same amount of daylight every day so that you can have like consistent in your life. Yeah. We could be in a binary system where we have two suns and never get dark. Yeah. Yeah. We could, we could be on Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. We could have just had like really nice eye flaps over our head that like actually block out all light so we can go to sleep properly or just get used to sleeping in the sunlight. What there's so many things that we could have done to fine-tune this universe yes. better than it is now. If you and peeled the earth like an orange, yeah, and flattened it out, mm. that, you know, flat earth, that would be perfect. We'd all share sure. the same same day and night exposure. Mm-hmm. And while we're still going on to this random tangent, I still have the underlying fundamental issue that I have with the fine-tuned universe. I still have nipples, and I don't <laughs> know why. I don't understand. If God was made in my image, why he has nipples, I don't understand why I got nipples. There's twice as many nipples as there need to be on Earth, and no one's figured this out yet. <laughs> well, that was my mind. What's up, John? Well, there have been a few <laughs> medically verified cases of men okay. lactating when the For mother, what purpose? For when what the mother, purpose, John? When the mother dies and the baby's left hungry. We're going to run out of cream for my coffee. Oh God! In a fine-tuned universe, <laughs> universe, it would be an available Walmart with a with a pay park, pay park, uh, prepaid card in my pocket. There you go. That's. I mean, let's 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 get to the nuts and bolts. We're talking about fine-tuning in this uh, episode. And the and need for underwear. Yeah, and the need for underwear. Why am I wearing underwear if this is a fine-tuned universe? Uh, why? What is fine-tuning? Why are we bringing it up? Maybe we should start with basics. Uh, John, have you ever heard of the fine-tuning argument? I mean, you mind walking us through it? Yes, I have. It's, and I've also heard of the refutations like the puddle that thinks this hole is, must be made for me because right. it's such a perfect fit. Yep. Yes. <laughs> this, this is... Uh, there is there's no evidence that 
anything was when you assume that fine tuning is a thing what is fine tuning what are you referring to just just help us out from the very beginning the universal constants being within the ranges that they are Mm. okay that if they weren't uh the universe would not exist as we know it so like fine-tuned dials to make sure that life on earth specifically here is just for us to exist Mm. and have happy so so if you're making that claim then you're assuming, first of all, that the constants are tunable. Mm. And they aren't. You know, that's why we call them constants. Or that there's a tuner, which really, really exactly. coalesces with the yeah, religious yeah. movement. Right? That's, what, that's what they want. That's what the, why the theists love the fine-tuning argument, because right. it means that there's somebody with their fingers on the sliders, an agent <laughs> that, that's doing it. A little discotheque guy is like, exactly. all right, your yeah. time, yeah. turn your clocks forward or backwards. I don't know. I'm having a yeah. fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke machine. Yeah. John, why do you hate this argument so much? Well, as I said, there's there's no evidence that the the fine that the constants are tunable. They mm. are just what they are, you know, and we've mm. we've called them constants because they are values that we've measured. Right. And, and they don't and can't change. Indeed, yes. So there's no tuning happened. Can there's there be no... any other value? Exactly. Yes. Right. So it's so, it's a it's a non-claim. The the issue I specifically have with this on top of that, John, is that not only is it no evidence to support fine-tuning, but it also flies in the direct contradiction of what the scientific perspective is, is that no, this universe isn't fine-tuned from as far as we can tell. In fact, this universe hates life for the most part. Yes. And we're actually quite fortunate that we're in the yeah. place that we are right now. Yeah, you're, 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 if any of this changes, which yeah. it's bound to, we're not going to be around for a long time. So we better start yeah. figuring out how to get along with each other and make ships that go to other places where we can also survive because resources yeah. are zero. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Dread comes next, Dread. but I, there's something I want to come back with later after you, Dread. Sure. Dread, okay. what's up? Yeah, well, I mean, again, it seems to be just another um, uh, expansion of this helio, you know, or uh, anthrocentric Oh, yeah. um viewpoint uh, or view of the world and it's just i mean first it was the earth and the solar system and you know the galaxy and 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 now it's just thrown out to the universe it's just an ever-expanding bubble right uh john what's up well the other th- aspect to it is if you do assume that it, the constants are tunable then you've got to assume that they have been set with an intention and mm, right. this intention mm. was formed nearly 14 billion years ago. And it's quite difficult to imagine that at that time, there was enough knowledge of what might happen in the future for the intention to stand a chance of coming true. I mean, it's, right. like, it's like saying that my great, 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 great grandfather married my great, 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 I've forgotten how many, grandmother, with the intention of producing me right. generations right. later as, as an offspring right. and ignoring the fact that there were going to be all sorts of events that were unpredictable in the gap. Right. It's a, it's a, that's, a, that's a brilliant way of playing it. Um, man, George, I would like to have your feedback on the idea of what John just said. Like, is it possible that you know what you're going to have for breakfast 14 years from now <laughs> or like <laughs> next, next month? 
like the ga- the idea that you can plan something now for with such an incredible gap it'd seems be like such an extreme yeah. gambit. Yeah, it would be mad so but, what, Yeah, what a terrible way of planning things. The Lord works in mysterious <laughs> ways. <laughs> he knows the phrase. Now to guys. get now to get to, <laughs> I was once faced with the challenge of having to tune a French harpsichord for a recording session, and. Okay. Oh my God! The fr- the French, you know, are known to f- to do nothing like anybody else in terms of design, mm-hmm. and nobody does anything like the French. And this harpsichord, we're talking about tuning. Um, this harpsichord had two tuning pins for each string, a coarse one and a fine one. Yeah, I could not tune that instrument. It was my downfall as a harpsichord technician. <laughs> Tuning things is difficult. It's basically, it's very, very complicated. Well, I mean, this was like, I had never seen this before. And I had to live up to a reputation that that preceded me. And I couldn't do it. I, I mean, I couldn't even hear this instrument. And I mean, it was so strange. But but what I'm getting at is, is um, the concept of tuning. Mm. We are in agreement as a society that we will tune to a certain standard. And I think that rock music has um, helped, like, enforce a standard worldwide for tuning instruments. Because before sure. that, yeah. I think you're on a, a brilliant point, because why even bother tuning the universe when you could have made it perfect in the, at the very beginning? Like, if you're lying <laughs> it out 14 <laughs> billion years Part of what I was going to say, yeah. Why make a harpsichord that goes out of tuning when it could have just been an electric harpsichord that sounded just as good as the real thing and you and you never have to tune it? Or some other, if you're a higher power, just make the thing not go out of tune. Just make a universe that doesn't go out of tune, God. It's yeah. like that you had all the options at the beginning. You're all powerful. What are you doing? Well, I think, powerful. I, I think that the thing that the thing that we like about authentic acoustical instruments is the fact that they are buggy. They are imperfect because they're made out of imperfect materials. Yep. The electronic instruments are too perfect. <laughs> they are consistent. Dread. Yeah. So, well, we got, you, so we got, you, go on ahead, Dread. Okay. So, I mean, you can even think about a guitar, you can tune it down or you can mm. tune it up depending yep. on the kind of sound you want to produce. So, anyway. yeah, but I was exactly. going to say, no, no, I was going to say you can tune a harpsichord, but you can't tune a fish. Exactly. <laughs> God could. Uh, God could. But he's not doing it. So now we got fish with legs and we got fish with gills. But <laughs> That's right. And like, what am I doing on the land? This makes no sense. I'm going to have to like use evolution to like make legs and all this other stuff. Yeah. But and why would we have a world that relied on evolution to, to fit us to fit humans to this environment when he could have made us out of titanium or something yes. so that we it's could all live about in the, magic, right? In space exactly. or at, at the bowels of the earth or whatever, uh, you know, and travel between the art, uh, the stars yeah um, it, 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 oh not... man you just you just tripped on something really terrible because if you have christians that believe in fine-tuning but also don't believe in evolution so that they can stay happy with that mm-hmm. scenario that you brought up because yeah. some christians just don't believe in evolution mm-hmm. yet they believe in fine-tuning which is small yeah. changes hopefully over a grand period of time what is the definition of evolution isn't it literally that isn't that the third mm-hmm. pillar of biology right. yeah you can't have one or the other i'm going back to my yeah. rant with the guy with the confederate flag and the american flag on the same bumper it's like <laughs> those two things don't aren't compatible with each other pick one yeah, yeah. and anyway. um 
it's not that they they don't want to believe in evolution. They can't believe in evolution because the the, God, the right. perfect word of God says that uh, humans were created whole the way we are now in His image. Yeah. So if they if they do fold and, and accept evolution, then they have to throw that part out of the window. If there's no yep. Garden of Eden, then there's no original sin. If there's no right. sin, then there's no need for Jesus to have died. It, the whole thing crumbles. Whole thing crumbles, and then they're left with a lot of fear, unresolved fear with death, and a lot of questions that they never had a chance to properly think about or answer or contend with. John, I I just want to clear up something that George said earlier about acoustic instruments and why we like Uh them so much, because the same the voice is an acoustic instrument, and and the reason that choirs sound so good, and the the reason that we do double tracking of our own voice on a recording is because we love the thickness that going in and out of phase gives mm. it. It also hides up some good mistakes too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good way, guys. I think we're at the bottom of the half. Larry, is that accurate? Oh, pretty close. Uh, this is we'll the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we'll be right back after this short break. Oh, dressed up like a Christmas tree with velvet lace and gold. They took us to their sacred house And we did what we were told They filled up our heads with stories And they told us that we could be saved If we sang and praised their hero But he never showed his face They warned us to watch out for Satan Who'd be waiting there to capture our soul If we didn't heed all of their wishes He would drag us all down through that hole We'd burn and we'd scream there forever And our cries they would never be heard Yes, the innocence of little children Well, except the liar's word Get down on your knees, dear Father And beg now forgiveness for me Show me that you're truly sorry For the person that I couldn't be Show me some tears now of sorrow Show me a face that is real My innocent and lonely existence Was never left there for you to steal They take away all of your childhood They'll rob you of all of your dreams Their cruelty it hurts and will leave you With scars that can never be seen And we are all left here to suffer With the heartache of struggle and strife And our tears, they'll never dry up They follow us on through life 
Get down on your knees, dear sister And beg now forgiveness from me For the cruelty towards all those children And the pain that you'll never see The mothers that lost all their babies And never would see them again The cries from their beds still remain in their heads And slowly it drives them insane Your paintings, your gold, and your chandeliers Take all your sermons and all of your songs You won't be back no more Take your church and your holy shame Your evil deeds from where you came Your candles have melted and no one cares You won't be back no more to the second half of the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. I'm Doubter 5, and we're on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Now let's talk about the Atheist Society of Knoxville, or ASK. It was founded in 2002. We're in our 19th year. ASK has over 1,000 members, and we have weekly in-person meetings at Knoxville's Old City at Barley's Taproom and Pizzeria every Tuesday night about 530 Come down and look for us out there on the patio. Uh, If you'd like to join our Tuesday evening Zoom meeting, let's say you can't get out, you don't want to get out, it's cold, or you live out of town, uh, email us at askanatheist at knoxvilleatheist.org, and we'll be more than happy to include you in our meeting. Uh, All are welcome. You can find Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on Facebook, meetup.com, I'm sorry, ASK or knoxvilleatheists.org, or just Google Knoxville Atheists, and you can uh, find us there. It's just that simple. By the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you should still go to Meetup and search for an atheist group in your town. Don't find one? Start one. one. That's right. One bet where you want to pick up. Guys, there's a great YouTube channel called Prehistoric Tools and Prehistoric Stories, where it's essentially people building things using prehistoric tools, but there's no commentary. It's literally guy with a bowl who's just digging in the dirt. And then you skip to the end of the video. And all of a sudden he has like a swimming pool with like fountains spewing into him. And you're like, how did he build that with just a bowl? And if you go step-by-step, step, you can see him building, using a bowl to make like a, a clay thing. And then using the clay thing to have a fire kiln. And then using the fire kiln to like drop metals in, like make actual hard metal based tools and using those metal based tools, to like dig deeper holes and then <laughs> carving everything immaculate, like how it needs to be in order to make a swimming pool. And when you watch it from the very beginning of the show, sometimes it's as silly as like guy planting seeds in the ground and like, and you're like, what the hell is going on here? And at the end, he has a sandwich. And you're like, oh, I get it from beginning to end. 
I want to touch on something that John was talking about, like making things with intention. Like there's a scope where it starts being really, really silly. Like the further out you're looking ahead of the things that you're about to make. And yeah, when you consider that God made, if God made, and God probably didn't, let's be honest, 14 billion years ago, try to make this that we're in right now with the, with the concepts of like, well, let me make gravity this and let me make heat this and enthalpy this and entropy that. And it'll come out to people with the internet talking about me yes. in the future and, and praising me in small churches all around this one little blue planet. And then, It's a bizarre thing. John, what's up? And then he was prepared to wait 13.8, however many hundreds of millions of years until we turned up. Because we've only been around for about, I don't know, 300,000 years. Right, he, right. He was a very it's the patient most bizarre guy. YouTube channel possible. It's the most bizarre <laughs> YouTube live stream possible. It's like, it's called Wait For It, the God podcast. Yes. It's yes. like, wait for it. Wait, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yes. What did it pay off to? Like, to get to this after 13.8 billion years to have one planet like this. Being like, God is so good. He's so good. You could have made Christian music at least even better. Like the lyrics are terrible. Come on, Larry, what's up? <laughs> and all of that leads up to where we are now, which we expect Jesus to come back next week and destroy, destroy the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you talk to any uh, evangelical Christian and they're going to tell you that Jesus is due. And when he comes, it's going to uh, be a thousand years of I don't know, Satan rule on earth. And then it's going to just burn. I mean, yeah, that's right. the whole buildup to it. Yeah. Gary, go on ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to, I think about my, my other family members who are all Christian and some more so than others. And just mm -hmm. thinking, you know, the idea that you could be happy in heaven, knowing that your atheist father yeah. is burning in hell. Like, you know, how do you reconcile how, how, that? How do you think I feel with my mom? You know, it's just like my mom wants to go to heaven. She knows I'm an atheist. She knows I'm definitely not going to be a Jehovah Witness. If I, if I was going to be any religion, it'd be like some weird. Pastafarian? Some weird. I'd be Pastafarian probably. There you go. Or Janus or something like that. Mm. But like it is a it's a sincerely baffling concept that someone can be happy knowing that their son's not. Anyone could be happy in paradise knowing that there's a place that's not paradise where people are internally suffering like anybody who's in heaven isn't good enough to be in heaven if they're okay with a hell right, right. so in my head either heaven's empty or it has like one crazy person in it <laughs> <laughs> heaven is filled with sociopaths right yeah. just one just one care. crazy sociopath because that's perfect for everybody and it can only be perfect for one person that's yeah. perfect for everybody right if you look at it as someone who is creating the religion you know thousands of years ago uh, it creates a template where not only do you have to be in the church but everybody yeah. that you love has to be in the church and you have to put pressure on them to get them in the church you know because yeah. you don't want to see them burn Mm. yeah it, it turns the burden on the believer to convince right. everyone around them mm -hmm. and not the idea of god should have had better messaging because right. literally if i had better messaging i'd be able to make a weighted decision on yeah or better evidence i should waste yeah. my time with it yeah because mm -hmm. devil had it devil knows that a god exists mm -hmm. yet he's not going to heaven so give me at least that same evidence i can come up with it myself george what's mm -hmm. up oh you're talking to me I'm yeah. talking to you. What's up? You're talking to me. <laughs> I don't see anyone else here. You're talking to me. Walking over well, here. You know, I'm I'm doubly damned in this country because I'm Jewish for one thing. That makes me an outsider. And the second thing is I am an atheist. So 
I'm a Jewish atheist. I'm doubly damned. And mm -hmm. therefore, I don't know what you guys are talking about because you're all Christians at birth. And um, it's all no, very we were weird. never Christian at birth. We were raised Christians from birth. We were we were right. born without a religion. Right. We were indoctrinated right. into one. We were born. Oh, atheist. okay. See, mm -hmm. correct. Yeah. So uh, my my question, not not knowing about this, is um, if 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 I'm an official, let's see, if I'm an official Southern Baptist, okay, is somebody who is an unofficial Baptist going to go to hell because they're not in my church? Depends on which church you go to. You're going to hear a different thing in almost every single different church. The, just count the number of Cadillacs the pastor has. You, that's your best intention. I would say this. I find the idea that the Christian narrative for how the universe was made with fine tuning to be a really sad and depressing format for how to explain the universe. Cause I found every single instance that fiction is never as incredible as fact. We can right. make up something and have a really cool story. But when we go to the actual facts of the matter, when we actually look at the universe and see how expansive it is and how little we do know and the amazing things we still can discover every day, I am overwhelmed with how amazing facts are compared to any sort of fiction. And when I hear, well, there was a God 14, million year, 14 billion years ago, and he decided all the concepts and, and the factors and the knobs to make the universe where this earth exists, mm. now we're existing here. I find that to be a, such an, not an unpalatable uh, story, but just a boring story lame. compared to yeah, what the reality is, where it's just like, listen, we don't even know how this stuff started, but here's some theories. And then at best, we have this giant bang of an explosion, energy bursting out everywhere, matter condensing from <laughs> immaterial space to finally getting where these planets are forming and, 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 and stars are exploding and making heavier particles and coming back together. We got fission. We have planets that are slowly turning into gas giants and then condensing into like solids for the first time. We have comets flying through space where there's glycine molecules. They're get, they, they got water contents and they're landing on planets and all of a sudden you have like simple amino acids and then you have RNA and then you have an RNA world theory. And then all of a sudden you have like DNA and it's still evolving even now. Like you can find microorganisms that are still hey have you guys upgraded dna dna yes yeah, like yeah we've done that like millions of years ago catch up guys it's like nah 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 we're good we're good it's an amazing thing to like right now have a snapshot of like all the uh, <clears throat> eukaryotes and prokaryotes um, yeah 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 right. and, mm -hmm. and then us like walking around and there's still microbes inside of us like mitochondria that like mm -hmm. are used to be their own organisms but now have yeah. their own little dna cell and you're just like whoa every cell in my body is like technically two things that you suggest hang out with each other and then with like very permeable cell walls they like now hang out and that's just the start that's just the start of how crazy this world is every mm -hmm. single thing is amazing and so open to discovery yet I feel like Christians wanting to accept the story of a fine-tuned universe and the way things are is such a bizarre condition because it just lacks it lacks imagination. <laughs> it lacks yeah. so much compared to what the things actually are. Exactly. George, what's well, up? Well, if I if I can re, if I can paraphrase what you just said, mm -hmm. um, how I interpreted it was that uh, fact, in other words, reality, is much more diverse and much more interesting. Mm. Um, than the alternative, which is very rigid and mm. confining. And I yes. think that 
what I'm dealing with here to understand it is an understanding that um, it's natural for people to want things to be familiar a lot. Right. It's and comforting. Simple. The familiar is comforting. And, and simple. What's and that? Simple. And simple. Yeah. And simple. Yes. yes. Yeah. Which is and I think that there's something there's something within us that likes this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a it's a childlike comfort. The unknown is threatening. That, that, it's just goes way back to where we were, always were. But the unknown is so much so interesting. You know, it is. Isn't it? <laughs> you get a taste for it. It's like, oh, I love this. It's like when you love hot sauce for the first time. You're like, this needs to be in everything. Uh, <laughs> Gary, what's up? Yeah, um, I just wanted to. I I'd started reading this book uh, some time ago. It's called Religion Explained, and it's by Pascal Boyer. Um, he's the loose professor of collective memory and individual memory at Washington University in Missouri. A fascinating read, and it really goes into why humans actually came up with, uh, you know, this, they have a propensity for religion. I and, think they even have what, a what is the basis it. of it? It's, it's just, yeah. it's an amazing read. So if anyone... Mm -hmm is really interested in kind of delving into the nuts and bolts of why religion actually mm -hmm. came to be a thing in the first place. Uh, religion Explained is a, by Pascal Boyer is a great book. Dread, I'm not going to answer the book for you. So no, hopefully don't let me know if this is a spoiler, but I just feel like humans have a desire to know. We have a craving to understand, but when we, but we don't have a standard for the answer that we were given. We have a craving to know, but if we were given a terrible explanation, we'll go with it. <laughs> we'll put it in our pocket and work with it until we can't work with it anymore. And what I wish is we had just as high as an appreciation for standards of evidence as we did for that craving to know. So that way, when we are given an explanation for how something works or how something needs to be or why we should do a certain thing, we are critical, we are skeptical, and we work together to like figure out better opportunities to move forward with information and with our actions. Because right now, I feel like we just are subservient to misinformation and that has led us to so many a myriad of of, of circles that we've gone through culturally and, and mm. still are trying to get out of even up to now in my mm. head won't say it's a spoiler let me know if that's even close but well uh, well i just wanted to mention you know so so where i'm at in this book it, it mm. talks about um you know the the tendency of people to look to other people uh mm. as experts or as specialists and mm -hmm. and that sort of um, it's sort of a differentiation differentiation that happens in culture and society where mm -hmm. you know uh, people uh, you know some people gain more money or gain more goods or gain more knowledge and and then there's a tendency for people to respect and appreciate that right. and then that that is how uh you know religion kind of came about i mean that's kind of where i'm at it's, that's a really really oversimplification because it's a 300 page book and i've just put that into about one paragraph so george go on ahead yeah um the thing that i'm thinking about gary is is that we have not just one religion in the world not just the religions that we are familiar with in north america or Europe, but we got a whole bunch of different religions around the world. What do they all have in common? And I think, not being an expert, the, the first thing is that a lot of people gather together and accept each other 
as, as part of the group and the group as a whole. So it's a social thing. I am it included. I am not excluded when I go to church yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. But there's, there's more, an obviously. Yeah, not there's an interesting that. point he makes uh, about um, uh, the place of rituals. And that ritual, uh, of course, you find a lot of ritual in religion, but religion is not a necessary part of the performance ritual. So, you know, uh, the, the one is often seen as the cause of the other, when in fact it's the other way around. That ritual happened first, and then right. re religion kind of formed around it as a justification for performing ritual. Well, Gary's and the inclusion of supernatural agents and whatnot. Stupid hats existed even before religion. So just because right. religions have stupid hats, which falls into my <laughs> three-tier right. list of, is this religion stupid or not? Do, can I eat bacon? Do you have stupid hats? And I'd have, and the third one's it's still something I'm working on. It's still a work in progress. We'll make it a show one day. But let me eat bacon. Don't let me wear a stupid hat. There should be no stupid hats in this religion. If that's good. Magic your hat's kind of cool. <laughs> your hat is deliberately kind of weird, but it's okay. John, what's up? Don't forget magic underwear. Magic underwear. Magic <laughs> underwear. That targets. That's that's targeting. That's targeting. Don't don't. Uh, it's it's a thing though. What segues us back to our topic, which is yes. why do we have to wear underwear if this is a finely tuned universe? So, so why, Larry, why do we have to wear underwear if this is a finely tuned universe? Well, because it's not. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's no tuner. There's no tuning. Uh, it just is what it is. And we evolved mm -hmm. in it. It's like the, uh, the puddle in the, in the hole on the ground. You know, yeah. it's it just, we are here because the universe is the way it is. Now, if it, if there are other universes that don't have these settings, then there wouldn't be life. There wouldn't be people saying, why are we <clears> here? <throat> you know, why is that? Why are the settings the way it is? Yeah. We're here because the settings are the way it is. But so we, can all, we can all go with, we can all go with no pants then, can't we? Oh, <laughs> that's right. You, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> to your, yeah, 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 yeah. Dread, what's up? Well, it, it, it just reminds me of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, when the improbability drive uh, transforms uh, the two objects into uh, a whale and a flower pot. Yeah. And the whale is talking about its experience as it's, you know, coming to the ground. And then the flower pot says, oh, no, not again. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. I so Have you guys ever seen, there was a Pixar movie called Soul. Have, have you guys have seen that yet? But it plays into the same trope of there's a bunch of souls waiting to come to Earth. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's cartoon. a whole line of them. And, and they get to choose the person or the personality and all that stuff. Yeah, but like, animated. I can imagine a realistic, not a more grounded version of that, where it's like you're a soul in heaven. And God comes up to you and he's like, okay, guess what? I made this whole universe for you. It's all fine-tuned. And all you need is one. Here's your body. By the way, it has two eyes in the front so they can watch out for predators. Okay, second thing, you got a immune system because there's all sorts of things that's going to kill you. Here are your lungs. You need to breathe all the time. Even when you sleep, you must keep breathing or you'll die. Uh, don't breathe just any air, though, by the way. And I didn't put any filtration systems in your body. So just be in a place where there is air that you can breathe. Not, not counting the ocean. You can't breathe liquids either. Sorry about that. I didn't figure that out. No, just like the, the whole <laughs> 
<laughs> disclaimer <laughs> session with God explaining to a soul, like, uh, do I, should I be taking notes? It's like, no, 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 no. It's going to be good. You have no notes whatsoever. I'm just going to hope that you're born in a place where the people know how to take care of you. I mean, you, you got at least a 30% chance. Of being unless born. you're Adam. <laughs> it's like, it's like that. Unless you're Adam, which I don't know what happened with that guy. I even forgot. I don't know what happened with that guy. Anyway, but I can imagine just the craziest, like little briefer PowerPoint presentation on. So you decided to be a human being on earth. Okay. All right. Let's go. Okay. Oh man. There's so many different directions. It'd be like one of the most best dark comedies or like the best horror movies altogether. And then it ends and it's just like walk out of the movie theater or like, oh yeah, I can't walk out of movie theaters anymore because we got COVID. Well, there's your own, there's your additional, <laughs> there's your sequel right there. Uh, but it is a fantastic thing to imagine that we are still here, that we are, that we are old generally, like, like we've survived so many times around this sun despite the fact that the sun even is trying to kill us and doing its best job possible to heat us from so far away it's like why aren't you dead yet die already but uh uv vision you guys don't have uv blockers but you have i'm i'm doing nothing but nuclear fission all day long why am i not killing you guys uh because the lord works in mysterious ways terribly mysterious terribly uh, patently objectively horrible and horrendous outcomes. inefficient and ridiculously inefficient and but that and was the devil responsive and, <laughs> and that was the devil yeah so fine-tuned universe i would say final conclusions john richards final conclusions on fine-tuned universe yeah sure you mentioned something interesting there about um how we've got two eyes to look forward for predators and we have to breathe all the time well fortunately we've evolved a subconscious mechanism to keep us breathing all the time so we don't have to think about it. And we, that enables us to sleep and still wake up. But dolphins, mm. they don't have that. They don't have an automatic... No, they don't have an automatic breathing. Well, it's important for dolphins because they've got to come up for air. They yeah. Still, so they don't have an automatic breathing mechanism. It's a deliberate choice to come up and breathe for them, which means that they can commit suicide. <laughs> they can't not to. Just by <laughs> deciding not to. And this has been observed. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. This world is so crazy. So crazy world. Um, all right. That was a dark take. Uh, Dred, <laughs> what is your final words on fine tuning aside from suicidal dolphins? Yeah, well, uh, I just wanted to mention here, Loma, who uh, watches our show, uh, watches the live stream regularly, he says, uh, Fine-tuning seems to imply perfection. Is there a difference between perfection and fine-tuning? And I suppose even if, it, if the universe is fine-tuned, it's clearly not perfect. Because like right. you say, we have to wear underwear. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, George Brown, you got final words on fine-tuned universes? Well, boy, um, the history of musical tuning has been of constant change in fact, that, uh, and geographically different, different. So uh, what, what is considered uh, in tune in New York, let's say uh, in, in a complete ensemble is different than what's considered in tune in the Hague, Netherlands. And uh, I have experienced that by myself. I won't go into it, but um, in music, in, in our, in our experience of music, 
we do want to hear things in tune, in resonance, very much so. And we don't like it when, when we hear it not done that way. And this is a phenomenon that I think we all agree upon. So to me, as a person who's worked with resonances, I also enjoy paradox, the, the times when it's not true and I don't understand it. Billie Holiday sang out of tune. And Just we all love listening. Yeah. We all love listening to her. So what did she do that was different? I can't answer that. She sang out of tune well. <laughs> <laughs> she did. With emotion. Yeah. I, got, yes. I got two points I'd like to bring up. One is um, fact is always going to be better than fiction in terms of a storytelling. Fact is always going to be a better storyteller than fiction, believe it or not. And mm -hmm. if you can tell the story well, there's no, there's no, there's no challenge. Uh, it doesn't matter what you come up with. I can pull up a microscope and show you something way crazier in any sci-fi universe that I can come up with on the spot, way better than any Star Wars universe or anything like that. But the thing is, um, if I were to make a comparison that's like more analogous to what I'm talking about, it's sort of like if um, there was a CD album anthology, I don't know if you ever heard of called Kids Bop, which is kids singing classic or alternative modern music so that parents will buy that cover for their kids to listen to. It's Kids Bops is the third eye blind. Kids Bops, Rage Against the Machines. Kids Bops, uh, <laughs> Green Day. And it's just yeah. kids singing their classic hits in a choir. It's really terrible. And the music is kind of like lowered down just a little bit so it's not as extreme so the kids can sing it in the car as they drive to Disneyland or whatever. In my head, that is uh, fiction <laughs> kids bop the cd anthology is fiction and the real music that they're basing it off of is fact and if you don't understand it that with that breakdown i don't know what else i can tell you but the second thing i bring up is um i can easily make a more fine-tuned more efficient universe anyone can and i think the easiest first step i do is i just make half as many nipples because we got way <laughs> too many nipples in this universe and there makes no sense why I have two of them. I, I could have dealt with one, but I got two and I need, I don't, I won't ever need them in my life. Why do I have, why does everyone, everyone, there are superfluous, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten more nipples on this podcast show. There are there 10 superfluous nipples here. There's 10 superfluous <laughs> Get rid of them. They take up entropy. What are you doing? We can get closer to a, a heat death universe. Dread, what's up? Well, I was going to suggest that uh, because this is this is a really interesting topic, but maybe uh, next week or in a coming show, we actually talk about also the anthropic principle, sure, because that sure. is like fine tuning, but a little more, I think, in depth and a different a different take on the same thing. But uh, sure, why not? I think it's a I think it's a good topic. Cool, John. What's up? I see. Well, you. On, the, I see on you. the subject of nipples, I know we all like to talk about nipples, but. Uh, it's bilateral symmetry. And of course, other animals don't just have two. They have maybe 10. We could have had zero. That's still symmetrical. But a friend That's of what mine. I'm saying. We could have had one in the center of our chest. What is, I, don't, I don't believe in this bilateral symmetry argument. Because we only have one nose. <laughs> two nostrils. But a friend of mine had three. He had an extra one down there. <laughs> we called him triple nipple. Okay. Trip nip. All right. Trip nip. Larry, save us. We're at the Noel. end of the show. 
Well, I was just going to say that uh, for that argument, we, if you talk to most, uh, what is it? People who the doctors who help women have babies, uh, they'll tell you that most embryos start off as female. And that's probably where the nipples come from. And then over the gestation period, it, you know, because of the chromosomes, it will develop into a male or a female right. at, toward the end, but you still have your nipples. You know, so it's there's a natural explanation, even if there isn't a uh, wait. Are you saying God started off as a woman? (laughs) Well, at least started off as an embryo. You know, that's the whole thing. Of course, I don't think he's he exists at all. But you know, that's a bone of contention that we have with others. Here's something really controversial. Then you could say that women (laughs) failed to become men. (laughs) No. Or uh, we are an aberration on femalehood. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> an aberration like on the female kind. We're an aberration. Yeah. We're a mutation. Mm-hmm. Makes more yeah. sense that way in some weird ways, right? Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, what's atheism, Larry? I have no idea what it's about. Well, I do have a book that's tell you what it's all about. It's called Atheism. What's it all about? And it's available nice. on Amazon. <laughs> Uh, and you can find uh, other digital free thought stuff on my website, which is digitalfreethought.com. Uh, be sure to click on the blog button uh, for our radio show archives, uh, atheist songs, and many articles on the subject. Uh, you can find my YouTube channel by searching for Doubter5 or Larry Rhodes. Uh, if you're looking for a podcast, you can find us on Apple Tunes, Podcasts, um, Pocket Casts. There it is. Amazon or podcasts everywhere. If you have any what questions, the, go ahead. What do they got to search for to find that? What's the name of that podcast? Oh, Digital Free Thought Radio Hour, just like this program. Yep. And uh, by the way, uh, if you have any questions for the show, send them to us at askanatheist at knoxvilleatheist.org. I don't know, is that org? Yeah, org. Uh, or uh, what was your email for your uh, website? Let's chat SE. Let's chat se at gmail.com. There we go. By the way, if you're a member of the clergy, a preacher, an imam, or pastor, or priest, but no longer believe the claims of religion, there is help for you at the clergy project. That's clergyproject.org. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Remember, everybody's going to somebody else's hell. The time to worry about it is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls are real. Until then, don't sweat it. Enjoy your life, and we'll see you next week. Say bye, everybody. Awesome. Bye, 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 everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.